Hey guys, it's 100% Dad and Townsend Russell. Uh, what you're about to listen here is a podcast from Dad Hard Pod with Mo Green. Uh, uh, this section is cut out as where he and I talk for a little bit. I hope you enjoy. It's the guest segment, and I got a very special guest coming on the show um, today. He is actually another dad that also has a podcast. Uh, you know, it's like kindred spirits over here or whatever. Um, but so I'm introducing Townsend Russell. He is the host of the podcast, 100% Dad. And I wanted to kind of sit down with him to see what his thoughts were about, you know, doing a podcast, why he decided to start it. I know why I did it, but, you know, I'm always interested to find out why different dads do the things that they do. And in this case, we're kind of doing the same thing. We have a little bit of different angles. But I wanted to reach out to him, wanted to bring him on the show and, and have him discuss his needs and his thoughts, why he thought a, a podcast for dads was needed. So Townsend, you there? I'm here. Excellent. Nice to have you on the show. Thank you for giving me the time. I really appreciate it. Um, like I said, I wanted to, you know, we've been talking back and forth via email um, and a couple text conversations or whatever, and I wanted to bring you on the show because I thought, it, I always think it's interesting that uh, I see new dads or you're not a new dad, but dad's coming on with podcasts and, and offering different types of content. So I'm always curious as to why they decided to, to do that. For me, um, you know, I wanted to offer an experience. I'm a new dad, so and I didn't feel like I had a lot of outlets for that while I was preparing to be a father. So I wanted to kind of offer that experiential guideline while also giving myself a kind of audio journal um, down this path of uh, fatherhood. Um, but why did you specifically decide to, to start your podcast? So the podcast is actually a vessel of a uh of our content. So I, I never went out to start a podcast. I went out to start putting out content. Um, and so we started with, you know, a Facebook page and a website and, um, an Instagram page and started doing some videos on YouTube and things like that. And then it just kind of, uh, and it's still all new. This has been the last few months. Um, and then we started, uh, doing some podcasts cause, cause audio is such a, a, a popular thing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, from from my spread, I, I, yeah. So you're doing the uh, going, I guess, from birth and and tracking the stages of like a really young baby and first time dad and things like that. Um, I, I am definitely in a different season of life. I'm in. Uh, I've got three boys: an eight year old, a six year old, and a three year old. Oh man! Um, so we're, we're 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 beyond we're beyond the infant stages. And they must be running you dry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and, and we're really getting to like a super fun stage to where. Um, all the kids can be involved and we can go out and do, you know, boy and man stuff. And, and we're starting to get, um, into hunting together and things like that. Oh, so, cool. you know, we, we can go to arcades and have a lot of fun. Um, whereas before we've always kind of been, um, you know, tied down to not nice word, but it's true. Uh, we've always kind of been anchored by, um, an infant. You can only do so much when you're, when you have the infants with you. Um, I know it very well. Yeah. So, so we're, we're getting to that stage to where we have no new babies coming and, um, and that's where we've really been for eight years. It's, it's been constant diapers and constant um, sleep schedules and feeding schedules and and working around that. Now we're starting to really uh, enjoy the fun that comes with uh, not having babies. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> which is which is good. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine as such. Um, so you said you started as a you started kind of releasing content before the podcast. What so what sparked you then? I guess to start going down that road. Um, 
You know, did oh, you? See, that's, a, that, that's a that's a more interesting story. Um, I like to I like to write, okay. which is weird because I'm not a writer, but that's kind of like how I um, I don't know my stress relief. I just enjoy doing that, uh, and so I uh, I at one point in my business got a little worried that I was going to be dead at some point, um, so I wanted to make sure our businesses would survive me. So I, I wrote out like a whole detailed like three inch thick binder of step by step what to do if I die, what to tell the employees, the customers, how to run the business, what vendors to call, uh, what to say. And so I have like this whole binder of if I die, my wife can step in and basically be me, and she can either run the business, hire a manager, or sell the business. Uh, but it doesn't collapse without me. Right. Uh, and so it, it was kind of it was really smart to do, and that's something I think everybody where the business relies on one person like it did on me. Um, I think everyone should do it like that. Um, you know, have plans in place in case you become disabled or in a car accident or just some, you know, somehow not available. Uh, and so I just felt it was such a good idea. I figured I could do it with parenting. If I could replace business Townsend, then maybe I can replace business or uh, parenting dad or Townsend the dad. So I just started writing down notes that, if I die, that I would want my boys to know, like just things I would, how I would intend to raise them, how uh, you know what our family stands for and what our values are, and right. um, you know how we've reacted in different situations. Um, things that a dad, a dad teaches his kids over time, and or I feel they should teach their kids over time, and um, and so that's really. So I, I ended up writing like a whole book on that as well. Um, so you know, when I say book, it's not like a book to be published because. Well, parenting books are boring, and that one is no exception. You're absolutely um, correct about that. You're absolutely yeah. correct. So, so I figured, you know, the best way to kind of get it out there was just to, to put it out for free and give content. So we just give like little little pieces uh, uh, here and there, and we're just slowly kind of releasing it all. Cool. Um, and so that's really how it kind of started. Was uh, um, you know, I, I wrote I wrote a, essentially a book or notes on on what I would want my boys to know if I die and can't tell them myself. And then, uh, um, you know, that was kind of it. So now do you, are you doing the content? Is it just you or you, you keep referring to the, we, do you have like a, a team or a group of dads or a group of guys or, or people that you're working with to put it out? Or are you doing it with yeah. your wife? Doing... So I, 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 I still have three other businesses. So I spend a lot of, I do spend a lot of time on those. Plus I have three boys and, um, so my time is definitely spent with my family, For sure. with those businesses, and with 100% Dad. So I'm, I'm a little fragmented. Um, I am terrible at um, art. Like, I'm not an artist at all. So I do have someone that makes that. So I tell them basically what I want, and then they make graphics around it. So I can't do okay. graphics. Um, Irene is great at graphics. So she does the graphics. Um, we have a girl, uh, Lindsay, and she's really our our website and social media person. We just hired her on about um, a month or two ago. Oh, and cool. she is, she decides like when we should release and what she, we should release. And um, she's doing, so, like if you go to our Instagram page now, uh, you'll notice uh, if you go back and look at our postings, it looks a lot better aesthetically now than it did a month ago, where it was all kind of like the same aesthetics to it. Gotcha. And so she's very talented in those aspects. But so, um, the content is still 100% me. Every word is still me. Uh, uh, but they kind of create the graphics around it and uh, the aesthetics and the, the timing of how to put it out and things like that. Um, some of the comments and 
like if you communicate via message, that's sometimes me, it's sometimes Lindsay. Um, if it's complicated at all, or Lindsay just doesn't know how to answer it, she'll, she'll send me a message, and we stay in uh, daily communication on that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Cool. I mean, it's a great. I mean, it's a great concept to. I mean, I, I really. The reason why I started my podcast, going along with what you, what you said about the books being boring, right, is that you know there's just not a lot of like cool or like entertaining content that's out there for dads specifically. There's a million Instagram pages and Twitters and Facebook groups and all that stuff for moms, but like there's this real void when it comes to the same thing for dads. And I think that's really necessary. I really love what, what, what you're doing um, as far as like generating that content for dads. And, and just speaking of that, that content, what, what's like the overall message that you're trying to get across to, uh, to your followers or the audience with, with your content? Cause I feel like from listening to the podcast and stuff like that, um, it's a, it's a different message than what, what I'm, I'm coming with, but an important, very important message nonetheless. And I really dig it. So why don't you talk about that yeah. for a little bit? You, 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 hit, you hit the nail on the head. Um, there's not a lot of content out there, and there's either two reasons for that. It's just because either we're not putting it out or we've been kind of encouraged not to put it out, or because we're all making a giant mistake and there's no dads that want to listen to it, and then all this is going <laughs> to fail anyway. So one, one of those two things. Well, um, we might be making the, giant mistakes anyway, even if we are putting content out, but you know, at least we're yeah. letting people know that we're making those mistakes. That's true. The, now, the... The interesting thing about it is when you think of a mom, um, you think of um, a very capable person. You think of um, someone that's doing, you know, at least when I think of it, the, the laundry and the cooking and cleaning and helping the kids with school and taking care of the house. And, you know, oftentimes they're out working as well. But they're kind of like the jack of all trades. They do everything. Like yep. the world's on their shoulders and they're competent. They're smart. They run the family finance. Like that's what the you, – when you talk about a mom, that's kind of like the picture people start to formulate. And when you talk about a dad, a lot of people just go straight to, oh, he watches football all day. Um, all he cares about is sports. He's kind of, he just makes stupid jokes. The Homer Simpson. Um, yeah. You know, he, yeah. He's, he's the head of the family, but Lord knows why. Right. Um, you know, and that, and that whole general perspective just kind of drives me crazy. And it's been so pushed and ingrained and it's in popular culture. Like you said, Homer Simpson and, and I mean, just most TV shows make that the butt of the joke. Whereas you go back to like the fifties, you know, dad was the, um, you know, the leader and the, the anchor of the family and, and like a true patriarch. Yeah. Um, and now he's just, he's, he's the punchline. Yeah. So I, I would really like to see that narrative change. Um, you know, I would like the dads that have, um, gotten soft and are, and are trying to think of the best way to verbalize that but (laughs) essentially i want the soft dad to step up and be a little harder i want the hard dads to to step back and be a little softer because you still have the you know the good old country boy that thinks he should just dominate everything and um he should sit down and have a beer and his wife should take care of him and uh you know he should he should discipline the children and and you know his involvement with the kids should only be when they're older and you know kind of in a sense then more enjoyable uh, or when it comes to discipline, and you know, I, and I also disagree with that. Like, I, I think a dad needs to be giving lots of love and, and and bonding when they're young, so that way, when we get to these older uh, stages, they can come to dad 
with their real problems and not hiding that from him. Right, it really build that trust. That. It's building that trust yeah. between father and, and son or father and daughter. But exactly. you do that by, I mean, I, I, I'm seeing that with my, I know you're way ahead of me as far as like the parenting road and steps with, with how old your boys are. But I already see that with my daughter is that, you know, like I can, I mean, she's only two months old, right? But I see that like from the love and affection that I give her, she now, she finds comfort in me anytime like I step into the room so like if my wife is changing her on the changing table and and she's crying or whatever and I come into the room her eyes and her mood changes a little bit and she gets softer now because there's like this sense of like trust almost that I think she understands whether she actually does or not or it might all be in my head right but but it's it's all bonding for sure and I think that's important. I, I, I you. That's why I really wanted to talk to you because I think that message is so important to get across. Right, because you look at the amount of problems you're having with youth these days, and especially when they get to that teenage level, and the amount of the amount of drugs, the amount of suicides, the amount of um, uh, sex. Uh, I mean, you look at all the negative factors, um, and a common denominator is that there's not a strong dad at home, or mom and dad are divorced, or dad's not even around at all. Yeah. And when there is a a very solid two-parent household where mom and dad are in a good relationship, the the youth issues drop by 90%. It, it's not a cure-all, fix-all. No, of course it not. Is, statistically, it is dramatically different. Oh, absolutely. And, um, and to think, you know, like you're saying, creating that bonding early, to think that you can not ever change a diaper um, and not be involved and just start getting involved and telling the kid what to do when they're 11, 12 years old and then trying to insert yourself and you think that kid's going to listen to you, like, it's not going to happen. Of course. So not. that's why, you know, being there when they're an infant and being involved and, and it, you know, as a dad, you're going to be into it more because you have this podcast and you're really paying attention to it. Uh, most dads don't have that and I was included in uh, it's not always fun to play with an infant, to play with a one-year-old, two-year-old. They're kind of boring. They do the same thing. Um, and, you know, it's really easy just to sit there and turn on the TV, turn on football games, and have the kid near you and let them play with their blocks or whatnot and uh, or, or not be there at all because it feels like you're not missing out on anything. But, but uh, you know, I, I think it's critically important to be there and to create that bonding and to have those softer moments of, of where the kid can cuddle up with you and you can do the same back and, uh, yeah, I just think that pays, plays dividends uh, down the road. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, like I said, I, I'm seeing it even now with my eight-week-old. And, you know, my wife always, it's funny that you bring up the, you know, just sit down and watch TV because they get boring. You know, my, my wife keeps me in check a little bit, you know? Like, I have a podcast, but I'm not, a, like, a perfect dad. Like, sometimes it does. It gets a little bit, it gets a little bit redundant in that they're just kind of lying around and just looking around and doing stuff. So, you know, there are times where, like, I want to be like, okay, she doesn't necessarily want to be, like, sitting on me anymore or she's just lying here. You know what? Let me put her in her swing she could and my wife keeps me in check she's like she's like oh you're just gonna pawn her off on the swing you're just gonna put her down like that you don't want to hang out at the bottom of that i'm like whoa you know i was like you're right like let me just keep her let me turn her around let me do some stuff let me take her into her room let me um you know let, play with her on her like tummy time mat or whatever like that um uh, because i do think i agree with you i think it's really 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 important and this whole concept of dads being more involved in general um, is extremely important. You know, my dad was, um, my dad was very involved in my life and I can see 
how that's changed me in comparison to a lot of my friends that I had growing up that didn't have fathers in their life at all, you know, um, and my dad actually was able to step into that role for them a, a lot of times. And I saw the, the dividends that paid for me, but also for like my friends that didn't have that role. And they looked to my dad to do that. And I, like, I, I kind of want to emulate that because I think it's very, very, very important. And, and I, I agree with you on that front. Um, there's just a different experience and a different way that you evolve and you mature and you grow when you do have that fatherly experience whether you're a son or a daughter and you have that fatherly connection from jump i think that it, it just makes a world of difference you know and sometimes think about it you know as adults um our, our minds will think that quality time um is more important than quantity of time and as adults, that's normal. You know, your relationship with your wife, that's normal. You want the time to be quality, not necessarily quantity. For sure. Um, I think with children, um, it's the opposite. You yeah. want quantity. Like, yeah. the, the, having them every other weekend and doing lots of fun stuff uh, is is less good than being there day in and day out all the time and just eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner with them and, and having normal conversation than every other weekend, you know, going to right quantity quantity over quality when they're younger and then that that needs to shift i think later to be more quality time of course Uh, sure uh, but i think i think a lot of dads because either the position they're they're in and it's not the popular thing to say but um they feel that quality is more important than quantity uh i think at a young young stage that's a that's a big mistake yeah, well, you, you because at, at a young stage, they're not remembering the moments yet, right? You know what I mean? Until you get to be two, three, I mean, two is even young, but until you get to be three, four, five, six, you're not really remembering these, like, quality moments, for lack of a better term, You, but you do remember that your dad or your parent was always there. So I agree with you. Right. I, I very and much agree that, with you on that. It, it's that presence. It's that stability. It's that... Um, it's that... He's always there. Um, that's the important factor. Less yeah. than memories. I mean, cause some of those things are going to be super memorable. Um, but when you're talking about grooming a human being, um, a stable environment is, is 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 very important. Like it makes a difference uh, throughout the scope of their lives. 100%. And you being there all the time um, is creates that stable environment. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I can, again, I hate to keep relaying it back to me, but like, you know, I see that I sleep next to, we still have my daughter in, in the bassinet in our bedroom. Right. And I sleep next to it. Cause my wife is like, if I sleep next to it, I'm going to be going crazy and think of every, all the time. Is she breathing? Is she not breathing? If I don't hear her, every sound, she's gonna, so I sleep next to the bassinet, but now I, I mean, needless to say, I am now doing that all the time. Like I don't sleep at night because every time I hear her, I'm like, what's something wrong? If I don't hear her, I'm like, it's something wrong. But, um, I can see that she now, my daughter expects me to be there next to her every time that I lie her down and put her. So when I put her down for a nap and like, I try to like leave the room, she's like looking like, wait, you're not staying here. You're not going to be right here with me or whatever. Or when I wake her up in the morning to be, she's so happy to know that I'm there waking her up. She like expects to, to see me. Like, absolutely. Now you also, now you also need to wean her off that. Oh, well, I, I, of course, four, five, six year old, not able to sleep in their own room. Um, you're also in your first, so we did that same thing with our first child. And when you start getting second, third, um, that outside of the first few weeks, um, that becomes less relevant then because you want to sleep so bad. (laughs) You're willing to put a 
three-week-old baby in their own room on the other side of the house. Yeah. Uh, because, my gosh, you haven't slept in four years. <laughs> and just anything you could do. I mean, really, that's what it kind of comes down to. But, um, and I've got friends that, it's a little strange, but they their entire family sleeps in the same room. Uh, it, it, I could never do that. That's it insane. Works for their family, and their, and their kids are still independent. So they're 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 a unique family, and that's why I, I won't bash on anybody's parenting style because they're really good parents, and their kids are going to grow up to be fine and independent. But they have basically two like king size beds in their room, in their master bedroom. All the kids sleep in one, and parents sleep in the other, and that's just the way they like to do it. And they're also a farming family, so they get up at like three a.m. and start their day. Okay. Uh, so it's it's you know and they go to bed at like six o'clock, like when it's still sunny outside. So they're just they're different. Um, you, you know, might have to give me these guys' contacts. Yeah. I might have to talk to this dad because that's a very interesting uh, w- way of and life. So, so I now that would not be a normal scenario where I would say that's good for anybody um, because like the kids need the end. But but they they're good enough parents to where they introduce independence and, and for sure. um, you know and being on your own and, and things like that. Um, outside of that, it's just one of the quirky things that they do as a family, and they yeah. like it. <laughs> so, and the kids have their own bedrooms; they just, for whatever reason, don't utilize it. Uh, uh, so, we picked on them for a little bit when we first found that <laughs> out. But you know, it, it works for them. And but the long term play is there. They're not sitting there saying, "We just can't let go, and we're going to cut on these kids until they're 18 years old, and then those kids will never leave for school." And and you know, then it, you know, it'd be just a weird dynamic. Right. Um, so yeah, so I, I will never bash anybody's parenting as long as they're thinking forward and uh, and and making sure that what they're doing today and that they a have a plan, but they're considering how that kid's going to grow up and be a teenager and be a fully functioning adult. For sure, um, I think is, is is a critical thought process. I, I agree, hundred um, percent. That's that's so that's so interesting. Everybody, it's so it's so crazy. My wife just started this uh, this like this mommy group, and she tells me all these stories about everybody's. Di- that the, everybody shares while she's in there. It's so interesting how different everybody's like parenting style is. And it's all about kind of parenting for what works for your family. And that was like the concept that they learned in, in the class this week. Um, but it's just so interesting to hear all these different ways that people are bringing up their children. You think like, you know, going back to your example of like the 50s, right? Everything was kind of cookie cutter. It was all the same. Every single child was raised the same. Every family kind of operated in the same way. It's very interesting to see how different, you know, people that are living in the same neighborhood or like next door to each other, they raise their kids completely, completely different styles of doing anything. It's so, it's so interesting to, to, to see that now that this, this, this story that you just mentioned kind of brought that brought that up in my head um and it was a little bit of a tangent but you know it's just so interesting that everybody has their own style and uh that's the cool thing about parenting though right and and if if you do this podcast long enough you'll learn you're gonna get a ton of hate of of people who just disagree with what you say and same thing if your wife's probably experienced in the in the mom blogs i mean mom blogs there's a ton of hate it's so crazy Um, really is because if you do something different and you say it and you think it's good for your family um, and even if you say it in a way that, uh, you know, hey, everyone can do their own thing, you be as delicate as you can about it, you're going to offend um, a solid amount of, of people. Um, it was, uh, so I'm starting to get to that stage where I'm just like, whatever, this is how I feel. Bring the hate. I can take it. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I just, I just don't, don't care enough. And, and there's enough people out there that like what I'm saying that, um, that I, I don't know, I guess uh, uh, I'm okay with it. But truth be told, even if nobody liked what I was saying, I'd still say it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it, it's how I 
genuinely feel and how I want my kids to be raised. And so, uh, uh, and them to hopefully raise their kids in, in, in that same or similar format. So for sure, and and that's why and that's why you're you're delivering all this content because as, as content creators we can't really think about what everybody else is saying we're doing what's honest to us and what's true to us you know what i mean yeah. uh, so that's that's really important uh the other thing i wanted to touch on with you because that i thought is really really interesting from like looking at your content and, and, and listening to your podcast is that you mentioned before you run three businesses and i assume 100 percent dads is the fourth or is that third yeah technically yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to call it a business it's more of a hobby right sure now, but So it's like years. a fourth kid, then I guess. It, it is, um, in a sense, and, and all businesses um, are kind of like your kid. I mean, it, it takes so much effort to, to bird them and, and to raise them when they're little, and it really it's less fun. But then it becomes really enjoyable. For sure. Uh, and then there, there's always this kind of roller coaster ride of, um, you know, oh, we're gonna die, and oh my gosh, this is great, and it happens about a hundred times a minute. Yeah. So. I, I, I genuinely enjoy it. And I, and I know having a business is not for everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people out there, you know, I see, I see this is getting all parenting completely, but like there's a lot of content being put out there, like start a business, start a business, like work for yourself. And it, I, I think it's bad advice a lot of times. There's a lot of people that just cannot work for themselves. 100%. Um, they, they can't handle the stress of it, the, uh, the up and down nature of it. They're not great decision makers. They're, uh, they're not self-motivated. Um, and you know, it, it takes a, a, a pretty competent person to be able to run so many different aspects, um, every single day. Of course. You're, I mean, you talk about, you know, wearing the different hats. I mean, it, it's very literal and it's, it's, oh, so many, I mean, you have to be the salesperson, the accountant, and the janitor and, you know, uh, just everything. Um, and you have to do it every single day. So yeah. you, your mind has to be able to handle that fragmentation and the constant jumping off. And it's not, you know, uh, and it really just is not for everybody. Um, but you, but you now not only do own three businesses, you, you've said that you, every time you have a child, you decided that you were going to start another business. If memory serves me correct from listening, why did you feel that way? Like why, you know, like that sounds. Well, in, in the moment I didn't realize it. it wasn't until I looked back and I realized it. Gotcha. Um, so it wasn't like, oh, I'm having a kid, let's start a business. It was um, clearly something inside. One of two things happened. Either I was starting to get bored because the business was starting to run more on its own after about two, three years. Uh, and then I just wanted that challenge of, of doing something else. Or uh, inside I was freaking out a little bit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're having another kid. And we, you know, we're a single income family. So my wife stays at home and, and I work and uh, I am the sole source of everything. So right. uh, so it's possible inside I was just panicking and just, all right, let's get another revenue stream going. Um, I, I don't know which one's which. Um, it's probably a combination of both. Yeah. But yeah, it was around the third kid when I realized I was doing it. And I'm like, my gosh, you know, after Levi, it was RCS. And, the, or, uh, and then with Ryder, it was uh, the Auburn Group. And, and with Aiden, it was uh, Florida Spending. So uh, it, it's looking back, it's, it's very obvious what I was doing. Um, it, it was less obvious when I was doing it. Yeah. I mean, I guess... I guess getting a different revenue, uh, a new revenue stream when you have a new child. I guess you need that almost. You know what I mean? Like, because they're gonna kids start. Are really not. Kids are not as expensive. They're not as expensive as people think. Uh, I, so 
we homeschool now. We just started that about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, and the homeschooling community is um, it's really good, especially here in Florida. Um, they're, they're big homeschooling communities. Okay. Um, but they're really interesting people um, because, I mean, there's like families of six and seven kids, you know, living on single income, $40,000 incomes. Right. And, and you're like, man, if they can do, if they can have that many kids on $40,000 and live very happily, So, but I didn't even I didn't even expect to get into this conversation. But talk to me a little bit more about the about this homeschooling thing. Um, I didn't realize that you did that. Um, how how was that experience? Why did you make that decision to to do that with your kids? How do you did, did you do that from jump, like starting with your eight year old, or um, has that changed no, for him? Or we, we we just started I think about two years ago. Okay. Um, so it's well, well they're relatively long, but we had him in a private school. Okay. Um, and, and we had the other. Ryder was in like a three-year-old school, um, um, and that was you know that was like two or three days a week for like half the day, and, and Levi was in for five days a week, I think, in first grade. Um, and it's something I, I knew some homeschoolers growing up, um, and I was always kind of envious of that because they got their school done so much faster than everybody else. Like school, hmm. uh, and I and I cut probably ninety percent of school in high school. Like so did junior I. senior year, I, I was like a rare occurrence in the classroom. Um, uh, but yeah, it's good. They would finish all their schooling in like an hour and a half, two hours, and then they'd go out surfing because we live in Beachtown. They'd right. go out surfing for us a day. Then they'd show up to football practice and wrestling practice. And like, my God, like that's, there's something to that. And they're intelligent. Like they're usually doing college courses, um, you know, getting college credits when they're 17 years old. Like, and so they're like graduating high school with, you know, a year and a half of college under their belt. Uh, it's, it's, so that was something I was not I was not against at all. Um, but Ryan was. She didn't want to do it. Okay. My wife. Um, and then she kind of came to me and just said she's willing to give it a try. And, and we take it year by year. Okay. Um, because because it is a, that is a lot of time for mom to be with three boys. I mean, all day, every day, no breaks. And, and she does the school like she is like the educator. Yeah. So my wife's um, and, yeah. And my wife wasn't competent. I don't think I would do it. She's, <laughs> um, she's highly intelligent. She's a lot smarter than me. Um, she was like the straight A student in high school. Um, and she, she's a little OCD and like her research and things like that. So she, I mean, she researched all these different curriculums and she joined wow. a, a, a co-op group. Um, in fact, they just created their own co-op group this year. Um, they, uh, but she, she really dug into each, each of the curriculums and decided which one's best for our family. Um, you know, so she actually teaches the core classes, like the, the math and, oh, and, cool. uh, and you know, so, so certain subjects and then like the things we're not good at as a family, music, art, history, uh, we do with a co-op once a week. So like today they're, they're out there. And so it's a whole bunch of families that get together and different moms teach different classes and they kind of, they teach in a group setting. There's a lot of social interaction there. Interesting. Um, which was my, so my big concern with homeschool is actually social interaction. Um, I was worried they'd be like isolated and be these like weird socially deficient children. Um, and it's been a hundred percent the opposite. Like we, they spend so much time with other kids. It's ridiculous. Just because our homeschool community here is so large. I mean, every day they're out at a playground or someone's house or at a party or, or at the splash park or at the beach with like 30 other kids. Wow. <laughs> and they're just, so like there's, they're almost 
uberly social now. Um, wow. That was one of my biggest concerns. But, I can imagine. Uh, so so we, we still take it year by year. I mean, if, if Ryan ever comes to me and says, listen, I, I don't want to do this anymore. It, like, she has the lesson plan because she actually does the teaching. So it's not like a virtual school where you just put the kid on the computer or anything like that. Like it's like she's actually doing the teaching. So do you have like um, a do you have like a, a, a like a classroom like in your house with like a chalkboard and like all that stuff? We do. We we had a uh, in our back patio uh, was like a covered patio with the roof had like some screen and porch. So we didn't close that and put like real walls and windows and everything in and AC that. And so that's kind of become like a our homeschool room if gotcha. you want to call it that. Um, so we did create a dedicated space for it. Before that, it was just in our living room or kitchen table, wherever gotcha. they wanted to. Um, <clears throat> that's that's so, yeah. that's so that's so interesting, man. I mean, you you should be you you should be doing this podcast and 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 creating all this content because the different experiences that you have and and you, uh, it's like made to to deliver this content to people. Uh, there's just so much that you have have going on. It's so very interesting, and I, I well, thought that from. You know what my problem is? Like, I, I'm I'm so not used to recording my life or talking about it that much. Like, I'm kind of it's weird. I've always kind of been the quieter person. Like, and like now I'm realizing, like Lindsay's yelling at me all the time. Like, you need to be taking pictures of what you're doing. You need to be videoing what you're doing. You need to be, um, you know, like going live with what you're doing. I'm, so like, I'm, I'm kind of doing what I'm doing, so I'm not thinking about that. Like, right. I'll go back and write about it or talk about it later. But, um, uh, but I, I feel like that's probably going to be something i've got to overcome and um it's just weird like when you're playing with your kids saying all right everyone you know let's go live or let's you know, for sure, for some pictures or things like that. So. See, that's that's uh, what my wife that's what my wife's concern is about, like me starting this podcast, which is why, like, I I don't yet do so much content, like on Instagram and stuff like that. I kind of keep it honed into the podcast because my wife is worried. Like, I don't want my daughter all over all over Instagram and all over Facebook and stuff like that. So I'm yeah, not like where that, you that's are. You guys have to decide whether yeah. it's, a, it's like a no no thing or yeah. a, it's an okay thing. Uh, we we've talked about it as a family that exact same. I mean, the boys like want to start their own YouTube channel. And I'm do, like, sure. Magic tricks and science experiments on it. And I, I have no, I have no problem with that, and my wife has no problem with it. So, um, YouTube, YouTube for kids is like putting them in a candy shop. They can just like go on and just do whatever. You're telling me I can go in front of the camera and just do whatever I want to do, and then like send it, send it out to people. That's like the best thing for kids ever. I wish I had YouTube when yeah. I was growing up. I have I haven't tried YouTube Kids yet. I haven't seen it yet. Um, and so the only thing we do on YouTube so far is uh, music videos that we've seen, and they're, they've gotten really into watching. Um, there's a Mickey Mouse game that they've been trying to beat, so they watch another person play the Mickey Mouse game. I forget what it's called. Um, uh, but that that's the big that's the big thing now is that kids watch yeah. other kids play video games so that they can learn how to play those same video games. Yeah. It's, and it's working. Like, they're getting better at it. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's what we do with golf and, and, and sure. football and baseball. Like, we watch other people do a really good job. And, um, my, my, like, my father thinks it's the stupidest thing in the world. I'm like, you've been spending, like, 50 years watching football. <laughs> like, yeah. you're doing the same thing. You're just you're interested. You're watching someone else do something really well. And he's like, oh, it's not the same. I'm like, yeah, it is the same. It is the same. And the kids are just like putting that into action. You know what I mean? Like we're not like going yeah. out and putting on pads and going playing football. But like I play basketball a lot. And I noticed that when NBA season is on and I'm watching 
every night, a different NBA game. I'm going out to my basketball games every Wednesday and I'm playing so much better because like I'm just sitting there watching the game for the night before for weeks of watching, etc. So that's a very interesting concept. These kids are smarter than we are, you know. No, yeah, I, I didn't come up with the fadeaway jumper. I saw Jordan do it once, and I started doing it on the playground. I mean, Wait, I thought he learned it from you. It, it's possible, but he's, he's a little bit older, so I'll give him the credit. Oh, man. Townsend, this has been a fantastic conversation. I appreciate you taking the time. I I don't I know you're very busy. As if you were up here in New York, we would be calling you the ultimate hustler with all the different businesses and things that you have your hands in. So I don't want to keep up much more of your time. Um, I appreciate the time that you've given me. Um, but what I do, I want to ask of everybody that I have on the show, and I'm going to ask you two things, um, is what's your favorite experience about being a father? Like, what is your favorite thing about fatherhood thus far? Uh, did you say my favorite saying or my favorite experience? Favorite experience or favorite thing, whatever one, you know, choose what you will. Um, I have all boys, um, and so... Honestly, everyone kind of defaults to that answer of like your kids being born, some magical and everything, and it is. But then you have all these other moments, and the, the good moments just keep on coming. I, I hesitate to even to pick a spot in the past and sit there and say that was so great and just live in that past moment. We're kind of creating all these great moments all the time. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just like the experience of it because kids say funny things they do hilarious things uh you know when you watch them learn a new skill or a talent they get super excited about it um you know like last year was levi's first time shooting a big gun um and he shot it but he was petrified like it took him probably three weeks before he would even pull that trigger just because it scared him so much and then like watching the light in his eyes and the excitement in his face that he overcame that challenge and can now do it, and now it's no problem firing them. Uh, but you get little things like that all the time. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, hopefully that never changes. Hopefully that's the same when they're graduating college and when they're getting married and when they're having their own kids and you just enjoy what's happening. Um, uh, you know, somebody, I was in a Bible study once, and this drove me crazy, and I know we're running short on time. Uh, but the leader of the, the, the study asked, you know, it was in a with a bunch of old people like what was your what, what was the best time of your life and so it's kind of a similar question here and everyone was saying college high school this that like all these old times when they got married um, and it kind of came to me I'm like right now like every single day is like so much fun and like to, I know tomorrow is going to be like better maybe there's some bad days thrown in there but for the most part like life is good are you yes, kidding me I agree like, in the high school I was living in my parents house or at a friend's house for a while uh, you know, in college, I was broke. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like we went out partying sometimes, but like those were not the best times of our lives. And, you know, then everyone kind of said, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, you know, living in America in 2019 is just, it, it's fantastic. There's lots of opportunity. Um, there's lots of fun. There's so much entertainment. And the kids growing up are just, you know, at, at least in my life, like we're, we're not worried about, uh, stupid things like we're, we're just having fun yeah um, it's a great time and, it's and a great time to be raising kids 2019 and, in america is a great time to be raising kids i feel like uh, there's never been more at our disposal you know what i mean like everything yeah, is at our fingertips it's amazing resources if you're struggling there's support if you're struggling 
and, and, and when times are good, <laughs> there's there's so much you can you can capitalize on. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Absolutely. And then my last question to you, because you're a little bit further down, a lot of bit further down the road than I am. One piece of advice you give me, give me as a father, I'm a new father, eight weeks, you're eight years into it. So what piece of advice you give me and then, you know, give any other new father that's out there listening. Yeah. Uh, make sure you have your will in place and life insurance. Okay. Make, make sure you're going to take care of your family if you die um, okay. and you're not leaving them in a lurch. Uh, and that doesn't mean you die of cancer. That means someone comes up on the sidewalk and hits you with a car while you're walking. Uh, make sure you have your will signed, done, notarized, and you can do a cheap one for like 20 bucks online. Uh, it takes so much pressure off your family, off your wife, um, off your kids, uh, just to have that stuff structured out and to, and to leave them uh, financially just not screwed. Um, so having life insurance and having will, um, I think as a father, that's, you don't want to be remembered as a guy who died accidentally, however it happens, uh, but then left your family just completely screwed. Um, and, I, and I'm starting to see a lot of those stories pop up where uh, uh, families are just getting shattered and destroyed and dad's legacy is just completely tarnished because he left him in such a bind. Well, with that said, I will be going online right now and I will be doing that immediately. <laughs> Um, but again, thank you very much, Townsend, for uh, for, for coming on and, and talking to us. It was such an insightful and great conversation. Um, tell them, tell everybody that's listening where they can catch your content, uh, the podcast, the, the Instagram, everything. Go ahead, do your plugs uh, yeah. before we go uh, off. Uh, yeah, 100percentdad.com. That's one zero zero percentdad.com. You have to spell out percent because you can't do that in a URL. Um, we're on Instagram, um, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube. Uh, so there's, there's a, you can find us, hopefully you can Google hundred percent dad and find us as well, but hundred percent dad.com that, that you, you can get everywhere from there. Awesome. Fantastic. Townsend Russell, thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I will, uh, I will talk to you soon. I hope. Yeah. We're going to have you on ours. I think, right? Yes, indeed. Let's do this home and home, man. This is going to be fun. Perfect. All right. All right, guys, that was the podcast with uh, Mo Green. I hope you enjoyed it. It was on the Dad Hard Pod. Uh, We're going to have Mo on our podcast here soon. Uh, So stay tuned and and look forward to that. Again, you can find us everywhere, 100percentdad.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, And if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear it. So send it to me.